That intro is always so dramatic, and uh, and maybe it is kind of dramatic today. We do talk about some life and death things. Uh, I uh, went to you know we between all the grandkids around, and then just feeding ourselves, and Sean watching over a couple older people, we are always going to Kroger. And we were in line the other day, and I looked up, and I saw this magazine. I don't know how many of you can see it, but it was uh, celebrating that um, uh, Betty White was going to turn 100 years old. Um, I think it was on the 17th. And interestingly, this uh, magazine was put out, or uh, it says January 17th, but she actually died before the end of the year, and um, it's, uh, she had to stand before the Lord, and it's up to her. I, I don't know uh, how she fared, but we do want to think about how quick life can go nowadays, and I know we've seen it with some people we've known that's really surprised us. I don't know why the standard always is when somebody dies, you think, oh, they're a lot older than I am. Um, But when they get close to your age or when they're younger, it always seems like a tragedy to you. Uh, But the truth is it's always a tragedy, isn't it? And um, we shouldn't look at it that way. I uh, came up with the title today, straight out of the sermon, uh, Remember Your Creator in the Days of Your Youth. And I think um, as I went through this and the more I wrote on it and the more I marked down, I decided it should be Remember Your Creator in the Days of Your Youth or in any age. So we, uh, there's challenges in this to each of us, and uh, we, we just pray that you hear it. Um, for the most part, I am going to go through almost every verse here, and we are going to talk our way through it. But then uh, at the end of that, I've got uh, a few pages that, uh, that we'll just uh, talk about it. But um, verse 7, starting on verse 7 of chapter 11, Light is sweet, and it's pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. I tell you, as I read that the last couple weeks, trying to get ready, I kept thinking of, we are going to Florida for Sean's birthday. And, um, you know, they call it the sunshine state, and there's a reason for that. There's lots of sunshine. We're heading clear down there to Miami and going to see the grandkids. Nothing better than that. It's interesting how up north here in Indiana, we love our spring breaks and when we have kids and we love when we get older to take any chance to miss a week worth of winter. And the sun is good. I even see that when we're up here and you go a week of rain and all of a sudden you get a sunny day and it, it's just like, oh, I feel so much better. And, uh, but uh, light usually signifies in the Bible something good or something righteous. And I think that's what we're seeing here, um, that it's pleasant. Um, light is sweet. Youth, I think he's talking about. Let's look at uh, verse 8. 
So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. But let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vanity. There's that phrase. I tell you, you know, we're going to finish that phrase this week. And he's, I think I'd read he'd used that like 35 times. And it, uh, it wears on me. Um, but I think that's his, that's his point. So first, he tells us, rejoice in all the days of your life. Um, we come from the New Testament in Thessalonians 5.16. It's a great little verse to memorize because all it says is, rejoice always. And um, I like those little ones. But um, it's hard to rejoice every day. But uh, sometimes, after the things we've been through... Um, say you've been sick for a week and then there's a day uh, where it's nice and all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm not sick anymore. And all of a sudden, doesn't it, doesn't it make you feel good? Uh, sometimes it's getting that kind of perspective, uh, that bright sunny day, a day when we're not sick. Um, remember the days of darkness will be many. I think here has with the light um, representing good things and righteousness, the darkness, um, it represents bad things and uh, hard times that are coming. Jesus even said in uh, John chapter 9 verse 4, night is coming when no one can work. So there is a difference when the darkness comes and of course when Jesus left the earth. Um, the darkness uh, did kind of take over but his light is in us and his light shines to others thankfully for that all that comes all that comes is vanity Um, I feel like what he's saying here is um, he's referencing vanity in one of its other meanings, is that um, of shortness, like a mist, like when we're outside in the cold and we breathe out and the, uh, the breath comes out and you see it and then it's gone. He reminds us how short our life is and how short it's going to be if we haven't realized it. I think when you're younger, that's harder for you to see You always think, oh, I'm young. Um, I've got a long ways to go. Well, number one, you don't know that. But even if you do live till you're 80 or 90 or 100, you'd be surprised when you get to be my age how quick those days go, how quick those years fly by. And sometimes that's a happy thing. Um, Verse 9. Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. I think uh, the first time I read that, it's like, ooh, wow, follow your heart and sight of your eyes. I always think of That seems like what always happens in a Disney movie or a Hallmark movie. Well, 
child, you just need to follow your heart. Well, that's not always true, is it? And it it scares me a little. But I think uh, Solomon is saying this, since he's the wisest man who ever lived. He's saying um, this in the best way. He's saying, do those good things. Just remember that, you know, God's going to judge you for it. But um, don't hold back. Enjoy your youth. Um, Let your heart cheer you, it says. Um, Walk in the ways of your heart. We we do have Proverbs 4.23, watch your heart. Don't let it lead you astray. But it does tell you to follow your heart. So... um, with, with the Bible, with Christ leading you, do follow your heart. I want life to be good for you when you're young. Um, follow, I'm sorry, walk in the ways of your eyes or the sight of your eyes. Proverbs 4.25, and I, I kind of like this, and now I, I did make this my own translation here. Keep looking ahead. Keep going straight. When you're following in your eyes, keep going straight. Don't, don't swerve off to the right or the left. Um, follow and follow the Lord and be straight in it. Know that God will judge all things. Yes, um, is appointed for man to die once and after that the judgment. Again, I don't want to bring away from the idea of following your heart, following your sight. I think that's good. But we do know that at the day we, uh, we die, we face a judgment, and we want to be ready for that. Verse uh, 10, remove vexation from your heart. Put away pain from your body. For youth and the dawn of life are vanity. There's that vanity again. Remove vexation from your heart. Um, I love this with Peter. Um, he, uh, he says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Uh, Peter knew. Peter lived day to day with Jesus. And he knew Jesus cared about him. He was looking in his heart. He was challenging Um, Peter at times but it was for his own good and God is that way with you Um, put your anxieties on him I know this is a world that gives us a lot of anxiety and worry if you let it Uh, but we have a God we can trust in and we can put away that vexation and enjoy our heart put away pain and evil from your body I think this is more like a uh, sanctification thing. Let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 7.1. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. So we're striving for holiness. Um, Lord knows we're... Even the best of us are a long way from being somebody we'd call holy. So it's a lifelong endeavor to um, put away those things that, uh, that are sinful. Put away that kind of stuff. 
We um, uh, also think of um, youth and childhood or vanity, he says. Again, I think that's the idea that they go by quickly. They're transient. They're not lasting. So enjoy them while you have them. Um, on the other side of enjoying them, us as grandparents, you know, uh, when we had our, our three sons when they were so little, and, you know, you're changing diapers multiple times a day, and you're always fixing meals, you're always washing clothes, um, it's harder to enjoy that. And now as a grandparent, when you're backed off from that a little, uh, oh, it is so fun. And you want those young days to go on and on. It's interesting to me that this word for youth um, comes from a Hebrew word that would mean black hair. And in, interestingly, later we're going to get a symbol for gray hair. Uh, so the youth, they're the ones with uh, black hair sometimes, blondes sometimes, brunettes, we don't know. But um, it's a lot better than gray. Um, Gray has its advantages, though, I guess, at times. Charles Spurgeon, he says, youthful sins lay a foundation for aged sorrows. I, um, I can tell you, um, sometimes people have committed some kind of sin in their youth that caused them to get a scar, a physical scar, a car wreck, um, something like that, and... Um, you know, I am sure that when that happens, that person for the rest of their life remembers that and how it happened. But uh, I know that some of the sins I committed as a young um, teenager or a young adult, those still sometimes come up in my mind when I'm laying there in bed, and all of a sudden I think, oh, I still can't believe I did that. Um, Lord, and I... You know, a million times I've thrown it to the Lord, and he's probably saying, Son, I forgave you a long time ago. Forgive yourself. But uh, we still have those scars. And uh, wouldn't it be nice not to have those if you never committed that stupid sin to start with? Um, I think it would be. We, uh, we get into chapter 12 now. Um, I'm just going to read these first two verses, and then the last parts we'll uh, just go over quickly. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come and the years draw near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened, and the clouds return after the rain. We, um, we see this where we get our uh, title of the sermon at, uh, Remember Your Creator in the Days of Your Youth. I think that's a, it's a command, but it's also a, um, something to encourage you. Um, how much better it would be if you'd come as a youth to uh, decide to follow Jesus. There's a lot of, lot of uh, traps and sins that you could avoid by coming to God at an early age. And uh, I would encourage that. I, uh, 
Um, I did come at an early age, but then, gosh, I kept backsliding, and God knows that. And he kept calling me back, calling me back. I'm one of those that I got baptized twice. I say I was double-dipped. Uh, he just couldn't get all the sin out of me. So, um, but uh, God is good. He, um, whether we come to him as a young man or an old person, uh, he, his arms are wide, wide open, aren't they? He always wants you to come. I think of... Um, Bill Gallagher, who had witnessed to his mom for decades, and she finally, this last year, became a Christian, and she's in her 90s. Um, And you're like, how wonderful. But then at the same time, what a shame that she missed maybe 60, 80 years that she could have had with the Lord. But uh, it's never too late. It's never too late. We... um, He says then here, uh, before the evil days come, uh, what are the evil days? The ones that you say, I have no pleasure in. I found this uh, little uh, six verses in Samuel 19.35 about a guy named Barzilla. I haven't heard of anybody. Usually people name people by uh, um, Bible names. Might be a good one. Now, Barzilla, the Gileadite, and this has some words that I can't hardly say, had come down from Rogalim, and he went on with the king to the Jordan, and the king is King David, to escort him over the Jordan. Barzilla was a very aged man, 80 years old. He had provided the king with food while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. And the king said to Barzilla, Come over with me, and I will provide for you with me in Jerusalem. But Barzilla said to the king, How many years have I still to live that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? I am this day 80 years old. I don't know if it was his birthday but interesting. Uh, Can I discern what is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or what he drinks? Can I still listen to the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be an added burden to my Lord the King? Your servant will go a little way over the Jordan with the King. Why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant return that I may die in my own city near the grave of my father and mother. He was just speaking bluntly. I know that's not every person, but uh, at 80 years old for him, he he didn't have a lot of joys uh, that he formerly had. And he knew his days were numbered at this point. But that's what we're looking at here as we uh, move ahead in um, these verses. Uh, These are the ones that um, 
I thought we wouldn't read the verses, but I would read these particular uh, um, examples or symbols and give a, what we think might be the meaning of them. But I've got two more little things here. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars are darkened, again, we're talking about the dark days of old age. Um, and the clouds return after the rain. Uh, that can be depressing. One storm right after another. You didn't even get a clear day in between. I think um, that is probably talking about those dark days of old age. And I would say it may mean one, wi- one illness stacked on another. And those are the times when things can get really bad for us in life. Uh, when we have one illness stacked on another. Um... Uh, You have this many pills, and you go to the doctor, and he gives you this many more. So you have pills and more pills. You have doctors and more doctors. Uh, I don't know if any of you uh, can relate to that. Uh, Sometimes I have more pills than you would think. (laughs) But uh, God keeps me going, and I guess the pills do too. I don't know. We... um, There comes a point where those just add up to uh, something that the body can't handle. All right, here in uh, chapter 12, verses 3 to 7, it starts with, In the day when, and then he gives us a long line of symbols of old age. To a degree, he seems to be talking about a house, but he's talking about a body. And um, he talks about the keepers of the house tremble. Um, interpreters think that he is talking about the arms and the hands. Um, you see the old, older person here, they were so strong. And now at this point, their hands tremble. Um, they're afraid to pick things up. And uh, it's sad to see when you remember what they once did. The strong men are bent. Uh, Yes, the strong man may be bent, but uh, I think he's talking about the legs and the knees, your strongest muscles in the body. Your shoulders weaken, and you're bent over. My um, mother-in-law, she was never a tall woman, but... um, as she got older, she was stooped, and uh, we, um, she stayed with my uh, sister-in-law, Sean's um, sister, and uh, she could not um, get over the fact that she had to give up her license. Um, she would argue with Sean's sister about it, but in the long run, um, we finally said, you know, let her try to drive because we realized when she gets in the car at this point in her life, she couldn't see over the dash anymore. And it it was sad because she was a woman that that loved to drive and uh, felt empowered in doing that. Uh, But she couldn't do it anymore. Too bent over. The grinders cease because they are few. You're losing your teeth. Um, And back then, I'm sure that was even worse than now. 
Those who look through the windows are dimmed. Your vision is getting bad. Oh my, at 40 years old, um, or thereabouts, my son's got one of those um, Christmas present, one of those virtual reality games. It was a, a, a little uh, baseball game, and you'd swing a bat, and you'd wear this thing. And I'd put it on, and I couldn't see anything. And I told my, I can't see anything in there. <laughs> and it was embarrassing until eventually I realized, oh, well, I could see it if it's out here, but I just can't see it back on my face. Um, oh, it happens to us. It happens to more of us than are probably willing to admit. Um, the doors on the streets are shut. Um, possibly could mean that your lips don't have much to say. You just aren't talking. Um, I put a twist in that. I can imagine maybe it's because you're not hearing anymore. My father, uh, God bless him, he turned 89 this year. He's a, he's a, he's a good man. And uh, we get together for coffee occasionally, and we literally are yelling to talk to him. And if we're in a restaurant, we decide we can't do that anymore. We've got to do it in a house with nothing on. And we can get across to him, but it's just barely, just barely. And I think he, he, he gets used to saying yes to everything because I think he doesn't want to tell us I didn't hear you. So it's difficult. Um, I'm sure I'll be there someday. I'm, I'm hearing less all the time. Uh, the sound of the grinding is low. Again, back to chewing. You, um, you can't chew most things without teeth. And uh, in that day and age, uh, once those teeth were gone, they were gone. Uh, today we think, well, malts and shakes and uh, stuff all ground up. Uh, we'll get something we can eat. Uh, maybe a big piece of candy to suck on. But one rises up at the sound of a bird. Now, this is funny. Um, we, uh, we think, oh, he can't hear me yelling at him, but a little bird will wake him up. That's me sometimes. Uh, the littlest thing I'll hear, oh, I thought I heard something downstairs. Or, oh, I heard something out on the street outside. And then Sean will be talking to me, and I can't understand what she's saying. Um, it is an odd thing. But I think, I, I'm thinking that the older you get, maybe the less soundly you sleep. That's my, Greg's interpretation. I'm not sure if that's right or not. Some of you who, uh, who think you're older than me uh, can straighten me out after this. The... Um, the daughters of song are brought low. Again, he can't hear the singing anymore. And I'm sure that's difficult. I know uh, every now and then um, uh, we'll get in the car and I'll start it up. And I know I was the last one in there and the radio was so loud. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, whoops, I guess I didn't hear very good that day. Um, Afraid of what is high, um, to climb a ladder or stairs can be dangerous in your old age. Uh, 
And I know some of you still do it, and some of you probably shouldn't still be doing it. Uh, you need to find that young person that we were talking about here earlier and hire them to do the climbing. But we know if we fall, um, we're going to break something. I uh, was talking with Ryan uh, one day. Uh, I don't think I see Ryan in here. But he was doing houses at the time and roofs. And uh, I said, I'd be afraid to be up there. I'd fall off. He said, well, I've fallen off a couple times, but I've been okay. And, um, and that probably would have been me when I was young. But I, if I fell off, I'd be dead now at this point. Everything would break. Uh, I fell off a of scaffolding, oh, must have been 10 or so years ago, and broke a vertebrae in two. And uh, that was not much fun. But um, but I wouldn't have called that because of old age. That was more just me not being careful. Um, terrors in the way. And uh, we think of him walking down the road, this little old man. And uh, here comes a fast horse-drawn chariot or cart. And um, by the time he hears it, it's so close he can barely get out of the way. We... Um, Nowadays, we think of cars that might hit us. We, um, or walking in a big crowd, it can be dangerous. Uh, people can fall and break a hip just with the littlest bump. Uh, I saw it happen one time. It was sad. And uh, the person that did it did not mean to do it, and they were very sad. But uh, that's how fragile you can be at that point in your life. The almond tree blossoms. Here's our symbol of gray hair or white hair. Um, it, uh, the almond tree, when it's fully at bloom in the Middle East, though it has little pink flowers from a distance, it just looks like a big white head. And uh, so they think that's what he's referring to. Now, many of you don't have gray hair because you don't have any hair at all. So, um, good for you. Uh, gray hair, I don't know. It, mine just keeps getting grayer all the time. Every time I get a haircut, it, it looks a little more gray. And I try not to let it get too long because I, I look too much like Santa Claus. Um, the grasshopper drags itself along. Um, the grasshopper faces fall and winter and slows down and eventually dies. Uh, so at the end of the summer, the grasshopper's days are numbered. And in a way, uh, they say at the time in Israel, uh, they used to think of the end of winter as a time when uh, the old people passed away. It was hard on them um, and just too cold. Desire fails. You lose your appetite. Uh, I still have a young belly. I have not lost my appetite. I think that wouldn't that be wonderful if I'd lost my appetite. It'd probably be good for me. But uh, again, my my sweet mother-in-law, and she was a very sweet lady. Um, in the end, she was getting very skinny. She didn't things didn't taste good to her, and uh, couldn't get her to eat a lot. And I'm not sure. Everything was working very well for her to, to give her calories. 
And so um, my sister-in-law came up with the idea of she took a salt shaker and filled it full of sugar. And she let her just sprinkle that sugar all over anything she wanted to sprinkle it on. And then she had a little tub of uh, icing. And at every meal, at the end of the meal, she'd give her cookies. And she'd give her that tub of icing with a little uh, knife in it. And my mother-in-law was not shy about doing that. She'd put a lot of icing on those. And, um, and it may have extended her a little. It gave her some calories she wasn't getting otherwise. And it sure wasn't going to hurt her at that, at that point at 89. And uh, so, but your desire for uh, food fails. Then we come to an even, um, actually I think I'm going to switch and, and we go from there, we were talking about uh, symbols of old age, but uh, next we've got symbols of coming death. But before that, I just, I had this thought here as we talked about um, these senior citizens in Jerusalem back in three, really that's close to 3,000 years ago when this would have been written. And um, what a difference it would have been for their citizens and for us. No dental care, no false teeth, no eye care, no glasses, no contacts, no hearing aids, no knee replacements, no shoulder surgery, ankle surgery, hip surgery, no help for arthritis, no sleep number beds, no memory foam, um, no antibiotics, no aspirin, no Tylenol, no ibuprofen, no hospitals, very few doctors, and even those you probably wouldn't want to see them because uh, of the things they do to you. And this one, this one kills me. And I know some of you may have been born in a house that didn't have this. My dad was. Uh, no indoor plumbing. And uh, has, has, the more I see old age, the more I want to know, where's the bathroom at? Um, but uh, my dad grew up in the middle of Cumberland, just down the way here. And... Uh, they had an outhouse until he went away to college. And when he got back from college, they had put in indoor plumbing. And what a proud day it was. Um, just some thoughts as we think about our aches and pains. Um, it could be worse. We could be living 3,000 years ago. Um, symbols of coming death. Man is going to his eternal home. Uh, of course, that's a meaning is, is death and the grave. That's a pretty obvious one. Mourners go about the streets. We don't really see that nowadays, but uh, we can think even to the times of Jesus in the New Testament. In uh, Matthew chapter, chapter 9, it's mentioned that there were these mourners there for this funeral and Jesus came in and healed the person uh, right in the midst of all these people 
wandering around weeping and wailing for whoever, poor old Benjamin had passed away and they would hire these weepers and wailers to come in to emphasize how sad we all are that they have passed away. So it was a different time, but those mourners would have been gathering around. Everybody in town knew that Benjamin was getting sick, and we better get down to his house because we want to make that dollar a day to mourn for him. Uh, so they're, they're there close by, and when uh, Benjamin's wife comes out and says he's passed away, she'll be hiring some mourners right away. The, uh, the silver cord is snapped. Some uh, equate that to maybe the spinal cord being snapped. Others think the silver cord may have been what held up the golden bowl. And when the silver cord breaks, the golden bowl that would have been full of lamp oil and had a little uh, flame going would have fallen and broken on the ground. But the golden bowl is often associated with the head. Um, and, of course, with a broken head, you're going to die. We, um, in the New Testament, we see that imagery in uh, 2 Corinthians 4-7 that uh, we are jars of clay. And, uh, of course, these jars of clay were fragile. I like watching those shows where they go in and they find these palaces hidden under the jungles. And uh, I noticed the other day, every time they'd come to a new place, the first thing they'd probably find is broken pieces of clay jars. And they'd be like, oh, this means these people from this century lived here. Um, I find that fascinating. But... Uh, we are that way. We're fragile, and I think the older we get, the more fragile we are. And we see that, especially here as we've had these pandemic of uh, sickness coming through. Uh, when it hits our older people, it's a whole different thing than when it hits the young people. The pitcher is shattered at the fountain. The wheel is broken at the cistern. The uh, dust returns to the earth. All those things. Uh, when we have um, water spilled, we think of life uh, passing away because water tends to uh, represent life. And we see that in Revelation 21.6 that we're told there will be water of life there. Um, when the dust returns to the earth in Genesis 3.19, God told um, Adam and Eve, For you are dust, and to dust you will return. So when they died, they would return to dust, and we do too. But the spirit returns to God. The body, apart from the spirit, is dead, we learn in James 2.26. And to be away from the body is to be present with the Lord. He finishes... The, this section, as he did many times, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Um, again, I like better than that it's all meaningless, which could be one translation of the vanities. 
Uh, I like the idea of it being a vapor, of it fleeting, of it being this breath. That's how short your life is, and then it's over. Uh, we so, in our minds, think, oh, how can I ever endure working 40 years for that company, or how can I ever raise that kid till they're old enough to get him out of my house? Um, yet, we find uh, it's a lot less time than you thought, and it goes by quicker. And the better your attitude about it, um, someday you're looking back and saying, I wish the boys had come back again. <laughs> uh, we miss them. But uh, being young was, and I'm saying with me, and is, great. We were all young once. I know it's hard to believe. Look around you, the gray heads, and uh, they were all young once. Uh, we all were in diapers. We all uh, went to school. We all grew up and left home. Um, so we experienced it. Oh, my. Um, sometimes you think back of the good health you had, strong bodies. Uh, me and my brothers, we did sports. Any kind of sport was a competition. And uh, anytime we went swimming in the lake or in a pool, it was a competition. And we loved that. Minds that think fast, a memory that lasts. Uh, we love to, in Cubbies uh, and in Alawana, to have kids learn verses. And, of course, our hope is at that young age, that verse will stay with them their whole life. And uh, I think it does quite often. Um, for you young people, do walk in the way of your heart. Do walk in the sight of your eyes. Dream big dreams. Use big talents that the God's given you. Uh, enjoy life. We want all that for you. And the best way to enjoy life is to enjoy it God's way. Um, I'll just put that in there at the end. Solomon, of course, challenged us in several ways. Um, he uh, tells us to remember that the days of darkness will come, so be looking out for that. He tells us to enjoy the days of our youth and uh, that he will bring you into judgment someday. So remember your creator while you're young. Boy, don't we want that. Um, I, uh, I found this, this little uh, story here written by Charles Spurgeon that... Um, as I thought of the young people hearing this message and I'm telling them to believe in a creator and they may be wondering why, um, I like the way he put this. This was to an unsaved person he was writing this. Come, friend, I will talk to you personally again, young man. We shall soon grow old or perhaps we shall die before that time and we shall lie upon our bed the last bed upon which we shall ever sleep. We shall wake from our last slumber to hear the doleful tidings that there is no hope. The physician, uh, 
will feel our pulse and solemnly assure our relatives that it is all over. And we shall lie in that still room where all that is hushed except the ticking of the clock, the weeping of our wife and children, and we must die. Oh, how solemn will it be that hour when we must struggle with that enemy death. The death rattle is in our throat. We can scarce articulate. We try to speak. The death gaze is on our eye. Death has put his fingers on those windows of the body and shut out the light forever. The hands well nigh refuse to lift themselves. And there we are, close on the border of the grave. Ah, that moment when the spirit sees its destiny, that moment of all moments, the solemn moment, when the soul looks through the bars of its cage upon the world to come. No, I can't tell you how the spirit feels, if it be an ungodly spirit. When it sees a fiery throne, a judgment, and hears the thunders of almighty wrath, while there is just a moment between it and hell, I cannot picture to you what must be the fright which men must feel when they realize what they had often heard of is real. I come to you today as a guy who believes in a real heaven and a real hell. I believe in a real God. And... um, Thankfully, this God wants to save you. He does not want you um, to go by the wayside, to head to hell, um, which is all eternity, all eternity. This life that seems so long, and I keep telling you, and Solomon kept telling you, it's short. It really is. We don't know when we're on that deathbed. We don't know when we're the one who's losing our spirit. Uh, But we pray that uh, those in this church have heard the gospel. And um, I want you to know today that uh, uh, you know where you're going, if you don't know already. Uh, Solomon thought that death was the end, uh, mostly. But he did not have the full revelation of God at that time. Today we have all the scriptures completed and Jesus Christ revealed to us. Oh, how the gospel is truly good news. Solomon did not fully know or understand that God was going to send his own son to redeem creation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Sent by God, Jesus was born of Mary. He lived a perfect, sinless life, life to fulfill the law. He was arrested, tried, crucified, and died, not for his sins, but for our sin. He was buried and rose again on the third day. Now he sits in heaven at the right hand of God the Father, 
Today I say to you, who are old or young or in between, remember your Creator. Tell Him of your sins. Repent. Ask forgiveness based on Jesus' blood shed on the cross for your sins. He is always looking to save the lost sheep. Come now. Come today. And just a few more words as the... uh, praise band comes up. Um, Friend, today is the day. Believe and be saved. If you have trusted in Jesus for forgiveness of sins, you now have eternal life with him. Jesus says that he will be with you always. Wouldn't that be nice as you grow old? Jesus would be with you always. Wouldn't that be nice as you're young and you don't know what to do? Uh, You don't know about the situation you've been put in. Jesus is always with you if you have taken him to be your savior. savior. Um, He is there in temptations of youth and trials of old age, through sickness and even each moment through death. Jesus, we just thank you for your love for us that we don't deserve. And we thank you that you've given us another day to consider where we want to be for all eternity. Lord, I pray that those who are here would decide to follow you, that would decide to trust in you, that would know you are real and they need you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.